0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: I believe that you're going to be embarking on a journey you never imagined. And I believe you're going to get to know the Father in a way you never even thought possible.
0: Next on Life Today, join James in this special gathering as he challenges us to start living amazed. And the more you get to know his heart, the more you're going to understand not only what he wants for you,
1: but what He wants to flow through you to transform the lives of others. Well, Betty and I are so excited to have you join us on Life Today. I'm James Robinson. When the book Living Amazed uh, came out, and I'm grateful for the incredible testimonies uh, from church leaders, from individuals who've had real challenges in their life, talking about how the book not only was the story of Living Amazed, but inspired them to realize that everyone can live that way. And Betty, we spent literally three weeks in a seminar type setting here, talking to you about how you can And by divine design, live amazed. Now we're going to join that series. And I pray that you'll feel like you're a part of the studio audience. Or that we're actually right there in your home with you. Seeking to put the arms of God around you. And for you to come to know the heart of our Heavenly Father. And understand how much He desires to know your heart. And for you to know His. Be blessed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, and welcome. Welcome to the family room right here. I'm James Robinson. Welcome to Life Today. Betty is here. She's sitting right out here. She's seated by Sheila Walsh, and uh, Sheila's seated by Dudley Hall, and Dudley's wife Betsy's over here on the other end of that first row. So, all of these wonderfully gifted people are part of the family here. When the book Living Amazed came out, and it was written, really is a journey that I have been on that is absolutely indescribably, supernaturally amazing because I feel like I'm the least likely to be chosen, the least likely to be used, the most unqualified, unworthy and all that, you know, the bottom of the barrel bit and all that. But really everyone feels that way. Well, my whole life is, you know, just such an impossible situation. Uh, You look at someone like myself or like Betty, and you say, well, you've got a television ministry, you've preached all over the world, you've talked to leaders, you've obviously been effective. You probably wouldn't understand where the rest of us live. You've got a nice family. Let me tell you something, you wouldn't understand where I lived. I mean, when you're the least likely to be chosen and when you're not picked and you're not affirmed and you're not encouraged, it's pretty easy to get down on yourself. And even when God called me to preach, nobody believed I could. And I really couldn't imagine that I could, but I'm here to tell you, and I want you to get this. God did something in my heart that he wants to do in every heart, everyone in this studio here with us in this family. He wants to perform a supernatural miracle to where he begins to carry you and flow his life and his love through you in ways you never imagined. And you yield the vessel to him and he's going to make something absolutely incredible. Michelangelo, who created some of the most beautiful art, most beautiful uh, sculptures in the world, was asked about an angel. And he said, I saw the angel in the stone, and I carved it until I set it free. An angel is a messenger. And what God does with the clay of our life when we yield it to the master potters, He begins to shape us until He shapes us into a vessel of honor through which and through whom He can flow the rivers of His life and His love, His hope, all that He offers in Christ. So every one of you here are especially chosen by the Father for Him to flow His life through you to a world in darkness, in defeat, with heartache, and and who feel so overlooked. See, many of you, and I I really would like to think that no matter what you're doing at home or whatever time of day or wherever you're watching, that you might just sit down and kind of settle into the family room a few minutes. And if you hear what we're sharing now and the next day and the next, and over these days and weeks as we talk about living a maze, because God really put this on my heart, I believe that you're going to be... Embarking on a journey you never imagined. And I believe you're going to get to know the Father in a way you never even thought possible. You know, Betty and I have 11 grandchildren, two great-grandchildren. I tell all our 11 grandchildren, they were great-grandchildren too. They're all great. Well, when our kids were little, the grandkids, and they'd come to the house and it was just chaos. They wanted Papaw to do all kind of stuff with them. Papaw do this. Papaw go here. Papaw, have a Papaw, 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 All I right here. And they want to do all these different things. We had one little fella, our son, Randy's oldest son, Alec. When he was about four and all the grandkids were pulling on Papaw, Alec would come over. I would kind of sit down to catch my breath. I'd be sitting in my recliner. And Alec would just crawl up in my lap and sit there on my knees, and he would look over and say, Papa, what you want to do? What you want to do? And it really touched my heart. And one day I'm driving down the highway. I remember right where I was. I was close to Kerrville. And just driving, holding the steering wheel, and my Father spoke to me. And he, by the way, he really would like to get to where he can just kind of talk to you and you know it's him. And we just have this sweet fellowship and you know his voice and you're really anxious to hear his voice. He's always anxious to hear yours. And God said to me, James, I really like the way you come to me now. He said, you don't come asking very often. You praise me a lot, you thank me a lot. But he said, you know what I really like? He said, you get real close to me. And you say, Father, what's on your heart? What's on your heart? He said, that really means a lot to me. And I love to share my heart with someone that wants to hear it. But I've been traveling and speaking to people and just drawing nigh to God. This is what I hear him impressing on me. And he just, it's just, it's an incredible high impact relationship that I'm experiencing. He's saying to me, and I really hope you get this. He's saying, James, you don't know how anxious I am always anxious to hear people's heart. But he said, I'm anxious to be able to share my heart with people who really want to know what's on my heart. And the first thing he wants you to know is you're on his heart. Every one of you here, you're on his heart. He didn't overlook you. And he wants to be so much a part of your life and the more you get to know his heart, the more you can understand not only what he wants for you, but what he wants to flow through you to transform the lives of others. With all my heart, I pray you get that. And I know you're sitting at home and we're kind of sitting here together and you say, James, you can look at all these people and they probably can tell you care. Listen to me. This is the closest I can get to you. I don't care if you're down under in Australia. I don't care if you're up in Canada. I don't care if you're in the UK, South America, Central America, anywhere in the United States. I don't care. I want you to know our Heavenly Father is right there with you. And He wants to hold you and love you and have fellowship with you. And what we're seeking to do in these days right now, because I feel like the Lord said just, Get the family to listen and share my heart. And I told you during the course of this share time, if you've watched over the last days, they want to show you how to live amazed. And, and as we go through this series, we want you to know which father, which father you follow and what spirit is controlling your life. We will then consider also in light of that, What father, which father is controlling the nation and the affairs of men? And what spirit is directing their life? I want you to open your Bible because we're going to go, beginning in Luke 24, through a couple of passages, and then we're going to go over to the first uh, part of Acts. Jesus has been crucified, he's buried. Now he's raised. There have been witnesses, beginning at the tomb and other occasions. He is walking and talking to some of the disciples. And he reaches a point in verse 25 where he says, foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for Christ to suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. And they then recognized a little later, this is actually Jesus talking to them. Now we go on and find Christ in that same same chapter In another discussion, where he has confirmed that it is indeed him, they're able to see as witnesses of the crucifixion and the effect and the scars. But then he also gave them fish to eat in verse 42, took it and ate it before him, and then he said, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He revealed to them the reality of all in the Old Testament pointing to him. And that he was the fulfillment of what the Old Testament was teaching. And that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is in fact at hand. And he wanted that to be clearly understood. And then he made a promise. Your witnesses, verse 49 then, I'm sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. You cannot accomplish what I'm leaving you here to accomplish apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. That is not a Pentecostal doctrine. That is a biblical doctrine. And I don't care whether you're Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist, Pentecostal Assembly of God, Catholic. We cannot fulfill the commission of Christ as his witnesses apart from the indwelling, enabling power of the Holy Spirit. In the discussion. We're not redeemed without the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. But once we're redeemed and the Holy Spirit is in us, he says to us, tarry until you are endued with this power. In other words, the resident spirit in you becomes president, mighty power, filling you to overflowing and actually taking control of your life. That can happen. And you don't have to start looking for goosebumps or some kind of strange expression. You don't have to listen to everybody else trying to tell you what it's like. The New Testament is very clear telling us what happens. And the effect of that infilling is that we become witnesses of his glory in his life. Dudley Hall, I want you to just take one moment And and tell our audience why it was important that Jesus make clear to those disciples the importance of seeing him in the Old Testament because it seems if you don't see him in the Old Testament, the Old Testament doesn't seem to have the uh, important application potential that God wants it to have. Touch on that for us a moment.
2: Yeah, what a great passage that is, James, because uh, these, these disciples on the way to Emmaus have told him what they thought about who Jesus was. He's a prophet they said that he's done some mighty things so they they knew he was special they knew he he fulfilled some promises what they didn't know at this time was that he was a fulfillment of all the promises all the prophets all the predictions every type every shadow of the old testament that was pointing toward the day of hope that jesus was that and so when they walked along and he started through genesis and worked work through the law and the prophets and the wisdom literature and all the way through and said let me show you how this whole story is summed up in me and by the way now you are in this story too because now I'm going to give my spirit to you so that you can go and continue what I've been doing that's when they cried out wow didn't our hearts burn within us so the, by, the scripture was no longer what I ought to do, should do, could do. <laughs> now it was, I am energized with, by the very life of Christ. The same spirit that had raised him from the dead was now given to these disciples. And so this is the passion by which they went and began turning the world upside down.
1: And it is an amazing, glorious truth to what God has given us to do now. Let's look at Acts chapter 1, because this is so very, very powerful. He has presented himself alive in verse 3, convincing proofs, 40 days speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. That's not the kingdom we're going to. That's the kingdom that is here now. We are in the kingdom. The kingdom is in us. And we are living with purpose in our life committed to his kingdom purpose. What we find we have to do is we step down to step up. We humble ourselves to be exalted. We lose our lives, literally, to find it. We lose our life in his kingdom purpose to find it. When these Christians, these New Testament believers, heard his command to be witnesses unto me, starting in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, but tarry until you're endued. And they found themselves in one place, in one accord, all this is in in Acts chapter one, and the power of Almighty God fell on them. And that which was in them suddenly consumed them. As I said earlier, resident Holy Spirit became president. The power of the Holy Spirit took over them. It was so powerful that it was obvious to everyone who saw them that they were under the control of some other force. They even accused them of being drunk. They said, no, it's too early in the day. Nobody gets drunk this time of day. Well, in America. People get drunk before noon, some <laughs> up them. not it a shame that so many people are getting high to escape the boredom of a miserable life, and people go to church and try to find an escape for boredom? The only escape for boredom and into joy is the joy and power of the Holy Spirit filling us to overflow it. I mean, carrying us for the power of God. That's what they prayed for, and that's what they received. We're going to look at what happened. Think about this. One of the individuals who denied Jesus three times after boasting about, if there's anybody you can count on, it's me. This individual uh, disciple, Simon Peter, became the keynote speaker. The least likely became the keynote speaker. I want us to look in the next session together at exactly how God used him, what happened? Because the same powerful manifestations can occur through any one of us who yield our lives fully to this power. Father, I'm praying for everyone right here in front of me in this television studio audience and everyone at home that they would just get very still for a moment and yield every part of their life to you and invite you to fill them to overflowing with your Holy Spirit and to allow you to carry them in your power for your glory and kingdom purpose in Jesus name. You don't have to beg. You ask you receive. If you want someone to agree with you, to pray with you, feel free to call and just say, join your heart with mine. I want this to be a day of new beginning in my life. We talked in earlier programs about knowing God as Father through a true transforming experience of committing your life to Christ and receiving Him. But having received him, allow the spirit of redemption that transforms to take control and begin to carry you. I'm going to share some things that you're going to want to do because his spirit lives in you. Well, Betty and I, with all of our heart, pray that you've just been drawn very near the heart of God and if you haven't gotten the book living amazed you can of course get it online or in the bookstores but if if you would just reach out and begin to share in a very direct way the heart of our father in love uh and you'd like to have living amazed just just ask for it i uh i want so much i mean this this is so in my heart to to help everyone realize that i've had an amazing journey and boy it hasn't been based on anything In my life, in the area of perfection, it's the greatness of God. But I will tell you this. One of the things that's enabled me to live amazed is sharing freely and consistently His amazing grace and love. And that's what we do all over the world, but we do it with you. We share the love of God and we save lives. And it is amazing. Watch closely and you are a part of it.
3: Life Outreach International teams, along with our mission partners, travel the world documenting the needs of families who lack the very basics of life. Without a doubt, Africa's children always tear at the heart of our teams when they see them struggling in extreme circumstances. This dear lady is Elizabeth, and we are here in South Sudan where her village was completely burned down to the ground, and she basically lost everything, including Uh, Her own son, her four-year-old boy, uh, died from starvation just because they lost everything, there were no resources, there was no food. Severe food shortages, whether caused by conflict, resulting in a food crisis like the one currently threatening to engulf the entire country of South Sudan into a famine, or a lack of crops in Angola because of extreme weather conditions that contribute to the country having one of the highest mortality rates for children under five due to scarcity of food. It all adds up to the same thing for young children, suffering from severe malnutrition and, too often, death. In January of this year, this mother had to attend a third funeral for her children. You know, I I asked her, on any given day, what's your number one concern? And it's one thing, getting food for these children. That's all she thinks about. Every single day, morning, noon, and night, all she thinks about is, where can I get something to feed these children today? And she said many times, she has to put these two to bed hungry, and she tries to encourage them. And and you know what she says to them? Who knows what tomorrow will bring? She's trying to keep hope alive. It is now up to us to do something to help relieve the plight of these little ones. The children of South Sudan caught in the food crisis that is threatening the lives of over 250,000 and potentially into the millions, and for children in the areas of Angola that have not recovered from food shortages because of drought and loss of crops. But a bowl of food a day, provided through our mission feeding program, can make the difference between life and death for children in South Sudan and Angola.
1: Wow. You know, we reference the fact that there are millions of people facing starvation, but to every mother, that's her child or her children. And somehow if we can look at that with the heart of a loving father who loves perfectly, we can express that perfect love. Now consider this, you saw Betty and me giving food. You sent us there. You gave us the food to share. You keep the missionaries in place. When you are providing food, you're also keeping all the other individuals full of compassion in place. It's your compassion though that makes it all possible. So we depend upon our viewers. And we do so so much. So thank you very, very much. And I, I believe that if you've ever given, joined with us in helping Fit the needs of these precious families, these mothers where their children are dying, that you've already experienced the amazement of God in the gift that you've given and seen how it's been multiplied through your love and your support. So let's continue to live
3: amazed at what God can do when we all join together and help others.
1: And that really is the key. It's every one of us. And here's what I want you to understand. When you make a gift, I really believe this and you save a child's life or several, and you change everything for a mother and that family, one of these days, you're gonna hear not only a well done from your father, but you're gonna hear an expression of gratitude from people all over this world whose lives you not only touched, but in many instances saved. Would you right now go online, or would you dial that number that's always there if you need a prayer? Would you take your bank card and make the largest gift you can? millions are facing starvation, but we've got to help them one life at a time. Three, five, or 10, 30, 50, $100 dollars touches three, five, or 10 lives and changes everything. If there's any way you can give a $1,000 and touch 100 lives, I believe you will. Please, right now, go to the phone or go online and use that bank card like a check. We have some gifts to say thank you and to bless you in your spiritual life, but you're becoming the miracle those people so desperately need. Thank you for sharing that amazing love An amazing grace
0: in impoverished and even now famine-stricken areas of africa children are suffering the need is great and without food they face death by starvation life's mission feeding program is ready with your support we're able to feed and care for children in famine areas of sudan as well as angola and mozambique with all of our previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding facing the worst drought and food shortage in years, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children counting on us. Your life-saving gift of 30, 50 or $100 will help feed and care for three, five or 10 children for the next three months. Please also consider a special gift of $1,400 to help sponsor a school and help feed 140 children for three full months. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you My Daily Word Devotional. This box set of four seasonal devotionals will help you read, reflect, and renew yourself through God's Word, with space to journal your thoughts and reflect each day. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive Carrie Job's newest music project, The Garden, along with the Story Behind the Garden companion DVD. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more, be sure to request Determined Eagle, our 2017 commemorative bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or go online today and make your gift of life to help feed and care for hungry children.
1: Thank you so much for joining with Life Outreach and making a difference for the sake of the children. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to share His amazing grace. And I really believe when you see the smiles on people's faces when they've been changed, put one in your heart and on your face. We will send you the daily devotional, my daily word, it's seasonal, it's fabulous. The garden and the garden uh, CD and the beautiful DVD story of how it was birthed. And remember, if you didn't get living amazed and you help us share his amazing grace and you'd like to have the book, don't hesitate to ask for it. Thank you again for your support, your prayers, and your help.
3: So I said yes to somebody that I barely knew had been out, you know, on one date.
0: Kay Warren, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.